Nerds Talking, the podcast. Yo, we talk about lightsabers, stunning your TV screens, what you want to stream, everything beyond your dreams. Want to talk about movies, sports, or even politics. Go ahead and tune into us, we'll give you all of it. Whatever you're debating, Xbox or PlayStation, Marvel or DC, Mac or PC. Teraflops when the movie drops, gigabytes, chips, RAM, no matter what it is, we got all of it. Welcome to the show. Nerds Talking, the podcast. Welcome to Nerds Talking the Podcast. I'm here with Johnny, Laura, and I'm Carlos. Another Friday, another show. It's funny, I've hosted the last two shows and the intro, Lafayette came up with the intro. Welcome to Nerds Talking the Podcast. I hosted the very first show, and this is what it sounded like. Welcome to Nerds Talking the Podcast. So, uh, yeah, today we have uh, Dennis and Lafayette. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I've never done a podcast before. It sounded so funny. Anyway. The booming is good. That's a good, bold oh, yeah. intro. Yeah, yeah. Veterans Day weekend. Someone want to thank Johnny? I ain't gonna thank You're him. welcome, America. I always want to thank Johnny for his continual <sighs> presence, his service to the country. Just, you know. Thank you for your service. Carlos, is that feeling shared by everybody on this podcast? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Let me tell you. I always thought, like, so Veterans Day, I was always confused because I thought a veteran was someone who served in a war. I didn't realize if you serve in the Army, as soon as you're out, you're a veteran. Military, not Army. Military. Or military, correct. Right, 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 right. So You have to serve some act of duty, though, like... Let's go say I go to basic training and then I'm in the National Guard for nine years, whatever. If I never get deployed, then I don't think I technically get that veteran status. But does deploy mean just leave the country? Well, I mean, you're on active duty. You could be deployed anywhere. Like, you know, when all the riots are going on, they're calling in the National Guard. Those All all those people got, got deployed. But aren't you on active duty while in the military? Like, say you're in the Marines, right? I know the Marines... For some reason, they do exercises in Australia and Japan. Okay. So they're deployed to Australia and Japan, but there's no war. It's not wartime. It's peacetime. Yeah. So once they're they're deployed, they're veterans? No, no. I'm just saying for reservists. So let's say that they're a reservist Marine, but they never go anywhere. They do eight years awaken warrior stuff and two weeks a year of training, uh, but they're not deployed. They're not a veteran. Okay, but what about but all those people? Regular the, military. Yeah, all the regular military people are veterans. If you haven't been to, if you've been to war, then now you're a combat veteran. Ah, uh, I see. And I think I that's see. what most people think about. But right, I mean, it's all needed, you know, because if you didn't have anybody there when the combat was needed, then that's right. you're fucked. <laughs> that's right. So. Do they have any Veterans Day in um in Canada? They care they about their vets. Do. It's it's called Remembrance Day. It's not called Veterans Day. And it's the same day. It's the same day as Veterans Day here. Hmm. But it's called Remembrance Day, not Veterans Day. Which is weird because here our vet I guess our Remembrance Day is Memorial Day, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And yeah. there's Armistice Day, and there's... Uh, Red Armistice Day? 
Armistice Day. Oh. Um, and then what's the one? What's the one that's yeah Memorial Day? That's the fallen, um, fallen combat veterans. What's Armistice Day? Uh, it is the end of World War One. Still celebrated. Yeah, we're, we're still celebrating that shit. Yep. Okay. Does anybody? Yeah. Is there any survivors from World War One? They Not didn't anymore. do that good of a job because there was a World War II. There was a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, in polite society, we have a Veterans Day episode coming out on Monday, the 13th, um, about a particular combat veteran. You should check it out. I'll give it a listen. I'm interested in your take. So we'll maybe we'll we'll talk talk about it a little bit next week's episode are you going to be doing any um english accents because that was i listened to your last episode that was rough <laughs> listening to rachel do a english accent and then at 35 minutes and like 20 seconds you have a laugh that i've never heard from you before give it a listen because it was like <laughs> it was like you hit so many different notes and i i was really confused I have a lot of different laughs. They're they're all very specific. Uh, but I think I know which one you're talking about. Not not the moment, but I I do know the the kind of laugh where it goes up and then timbers down. And yeah, I was like, is yeah. she genuinely happy? Is she faking yes. it? Is she, yeah, no, okay. no, that's a genuine laugh from me. It's just a weird one. You know, you got all kinds of them. Oh, any Dolly Parton fans? Me? I mean, in as a person, not in music. She's coming out with a rock album. Prepare really? yourself. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. Martin doing rock. So is anybody participating in No Shave November or No Nut November? Anybody? No Nut? Yeah, it's something that started a few years ago. No Nut November. Every Word. month is No Shave November for me. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> Shut up, bald balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, what are what's the no nut thing? Mm, I can't remember if it's just abstinence for the month or no masturbating for the month. Well, I guess we'll have to that. try for the try for the short month, man. We don't make it a, a long month. I'm gonna have to try next year because obviously this year did not go well. 30 days fucking blow all my ceiling after 30 days but i did start no shave um but then part of the reason i started it was i i just hate shaving i'm just too lazy to shave so only shaving above the neck is the only shaving you're stopping right just my face just okay (laughs) i still don't understand it i mean it's supposed to raise awareness to prostate uh cancer or is that yeah, prostate cancer? Does it? That exactly. I mean, like yeah. I, like I mentioned before, when I go to the doctor's office, if I were to go in November, he's not going to check my prostate with his hairy chin. Oh yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Thanks. <laughs> good thing you didn't shave, buddy. I appreciate the uh, hair on my my butthole. I don't <laughs> care what month it is. Like I, I feel like that's inappropriate. <laughs> Switch the doctors. And the funny thing is about no nut November is that you can keep your prostate healthy by ejaculating is it is it a prostate thing the no nut thing i guess i don't know but or is it like a a clarity of mind thing or like a personal challenge to set yourself for Mm. whom the people who do it i'm gonna say mm, 
I'm just going to say it leaves a month open for anybody who can't get a date to use that as an excuse. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. No, not November. I'm all in. Let's I'm see. all in. No, it is not. Okay, it has nothing to do with any kind of uh, awareness, you know, like testicular or prostate cancer. It is a movement associated with the no fat community on Reddit. So uh, abstaining from ejaculating and not uh, no not watching pornography has health benefits. Shit, Johnny, you you win. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing great. Apparently, there's a uh, the waist. Uh, afterwards, there's a destroyed dick December, which started serving as a counterpoint to no nut de- November, well, encouraging participants to take part in sexual activities, uh, masturbation after abstaining from them for the previous month. So it's like dick anorexia starve yourself and then binge in December. <laughs> Use the yeah. shit out of it before Christmas. Yeah. Sounds healthy. Yeah. Just in time for New Year's where you make that resolution to never go through all that <laughs> shit again. <laughs> and then another 10 months to forget. <laughs> what are you guys watching? Anything? Anything? Uh... Yeah. Who's going to go see the Marvels this weekend? That comes out this weekend. I'm interested. I'm going. Go see the Marvels. They've already predicted that the opening will be less than The Flash. And Black Adam, so two Disney bomb or two DC bombs will outperform the Marvels is what they're predicting, which is sad because I think the only reason that is is because the Marvels is an all woman ensemble. If you're not going because of that, then you're just an idiot. But I'm definitely interested in it. I like these characters. Is anybody else going to go see it? Hell no. I- no, I, I'm not going to go see it just because I'm very, very busy this weekend and I've got a lot of like personal shit going on, but I'm very interested in seeing it. If I were a younger person who didn't have a lot of responsibilities, I, I would be planning on go seeing that release. I think the trailer looked fun and looked interesting, and I think you're 100% right. I think it just doesn't have the oomph behind it because of the female leads. Right. I disagree. I think it's a story altogether. All like, uh, Captain Marvel is my least favorite Marvel movie. The uh, Secret Invasion or whatever is my least favorite Marvel like series. Uh, Miss Maisel is the second least favorite of my or Miss 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 Maisel. Okay, <laughs> fucking just let me correct myself. Stop mm-hmm. being such a dick. <laughs> Marvelous Miss Maisel. The Mar- that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But Marvel was in there. So yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a storyline. It's not that interesting to me. And then I don't think it's, it has anything to do with the female leads. I love Brie Larson. She's she's my type of girl. I think that maybe it maybe female might be the misnomer, but like the the leads aren't the super well known Marvel characters. Do you know what I mean? That were like the core ones. They're more the peripheral characters. Well, so well, were like, the Guardians of the Galaxy. And Ant-Man. no, I mean they Ant- were Ant-Man when they is, first came out. Ant Man was a side anymore. side character for sure. Yeah, but his movies true. were pretty good. The storylines, I mean, better than uh, Captain Marvel for sure. Yeah, the Secret Invasion, I agree, is not super interesting. But if this was Captain America, I would have probably been scheduling my weekend around it. Like, oh, okay, we're gonna have a party on. Saturday, then we go see it on Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, 
if it were one of those major ones, if it were an Iron Man, if it were a Captain America, nah, Thor, I was never a huge fan of. But um, yeah, I mean, just not part of the like original crew that you're super, super invested in, at least from my perspective. So does that mean you're going to go see the new Captain America when it's released next year? Yeah, I probably will. I mean, it doesn't have Chris Evans in it, but I'll still watch it. <laughs> got to continue the continuity right they're the people you started with so i feel like i have to watch their stories come to an ending do you know what i mean those those names yeah but i mean then they switched you know captain america is now who was falcon anthony mackie and then they're kind of gearing up um iron heart to take after iron man and that's it's nowhere near. I don't the think same. that's going to do well. No, it just doesn't because have the you, same. No, know, same strength as Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with that. the fact that she's a girl, though. I mean, like, I no. Know, right? When people no. throw that out there, it's like, all right, like, there's there's a reason, uh, you know, Charlie's Angels, you know, didn't make anything because it was garbage. It wasn't because it was female cast or whatever. I mean, no, no, like fans will be fans of like make it good people people will come it's my opinion well they also pushed ironheart back one year the series disney plus series that's and, probably a good idea just keep echo, pushing it just keep echo pushing it. echo is being released next year that's a spin-off of daredevil's daredevil daredevil character but from what i understand it's going to be less superhero and more just action. It's I guess, I guess it's a rated R uh, series, so we'll have to see how that goes. But the Daredevil is in it, but we'll just have to see how that goes. Less superhero, more action. I really like the Daredevil Netflix series, and I was really sad when they stopped making them. I think it got better for me anyway when the Punisher was introduced. A hundred percent. But then the yeah. Punisher spinoff i watched that and i wanted to like it i'm like this is just not as good but he he in like season two or season three whenever he showed up in daredevil i'm like this is the best season yeah it was really fucking good another i mean charlie cox is a good actor but the people he had around him not so good i don't know who's coming back besides um the guy who played wilson fisk i don't know who's coming back so you watching anything else Johnny, you watching anything? Uh, I started uh, season two of Welcome to Wrexham. I'm only one episode in. I mean, I kind of know what happens already. You know, I've been on ESPN, so um, it was a. It's a really good show. It's like I said before. It was like a, a real life Ted Lasso underdog story. You know, but I'm a big fan. This the the soccer one. Yeah, got it. Ryan Reynolds. What's yeah. that the, the guy's name? Jiminy Cricket. May as well be. Nobody remembers who he is. <laughs> Put him right next to Ryan Reynolds. You're like, who? All you see is Ryan who? Reynolds. What? You don't see the other guy. I'm like, who's that other guy? Even Dude, I, I really guy. like him too. He's hilarious. <laughs> always and, sunny. Uh, yeah, and always sunny, but in um, Mythic Quest, he's hilarious. Oh, oh, the Rob McElhaney. Yeah. Rob McElhaney. Yeah. Ryan and Rob, welcome to Wrexham. Good show. Yeah, I think I'm six episodes in. Yeah, but I was in no hurry to go 
back and watch it again. I waited for a few to come out before I started watching it. Yeah, is like it over? Said, I mean, as as far as uh, season or episodes posted, is it over? I think so. I think they only did eight like last time. Mm. But it's like you said, I knew what was coming. Yeah. Um. So I was in no hurry to watch because they they. I mean, let's face it. They spent a lot of money in that city for that club, and there was no way they weren't going to get what they wanted because they were just losing money hand over fist because they were in a league where they get no sponsorships, no money, and they were paying for everything. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, I know how it went, but yeah. That, but it's a good story. I mean, if you've not seen Welcome to Wrexham, it's a great story, and it's a true story. So yeah, check it out. Laura, what are you watching? Since I am back on Netflix, of course, I'm watching Great British Bake Off. Uh, new season, episode every Friday. Enjoying that immensely, as usual. But I've also gotten into like a bunch of true crime stuff on Netflix. I watched Who Killed Jill Dando, which was interesting, but really dry. I didn't know anything about this. This um, Basically, the Barbara Walters of the UK was hmm. murdered on her front stoop. Never hmm. solved. Um, hmm. And uh, this day and, never solved. I mean, even after no, the documentaries, never. really. Mm-hmm. So I don't like yeah. documentaries like that. It's like, uh, I mean, they give you all the info, but it's like I, I could have read this on Wikipedia. Yeah, it yeah, could, like could have been journey, this guy. Could have been that guy. Could have right. been yeah. no, like uh, the Golden State Killer. Mm. Uh, um. I mean, he was eventually found through DNA, DNA. stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, what's that dude's name? Oswald Patton. His wife came out oh, with a yeah, book, a podcast. You're right, right, and a book. She yeah, book. Right, 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 and right. and she came out with it before uh, they found him. So like the, and then there was a detective that worked for uh, Sacramento County. He also came out with a book before they found him too. Like, oh, it could have been this. This is the evidence here, and. Maybe we think this and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, to leave it, like, unsolved like that, that's kind of a bleh. Yeah, it is unsatisfying from a, a narrative arc, but that's life, you know? And I don't, I don't know. I just, I like police work, so I like hearing about all the different things, all the different things that they chased and how they got there. And it never came to fruition, but, I mean... It's just interesting. So so that was like a three episode thing. Then I watched this other one. I don't even remember what it was called. It's like Hasem versus Soaring. And it was this couple in the 80s, They're like young college couple. Her parents were murdered and they keep blaming each other. The the couple, the 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 daughter is like, it was my boyfriend. The boyfriend was like, I didn't do it, it was her. And back and forth for like 40 years and it's it was interesting to watch because i'm sitting there i'm like i don't know what the truth is and that's i don't know i guess i like kind of stuff like that because there's there's so many things in life where you'll never know know the answer you just kind of have to go with your gut so i i like watching those kinds of things but but then that led me to killer sally Killer Sally, Sally McNeil, the killer of Ray McNeil on Valentine's Day, 1995. Is that correct? That sounds right. I don't know. I don't have the synopsis in front of me. Oh, you didn't know about this beforehand? No, no. Uh-uh. 
Oh. Knew nothing about it. It was on every news outlet, even hard copy. The tabloid news show was running it, and it was ridiculous. It was like everywhere. In 95, yeah. you mean? In 95, yeah. So what'd you think? Well, let, let's give a synopsis first. Follows two married bodybuilders with two kids as they met and rose to bodybuilding fame. And then she murdered him on Valentine's Day night. And so it's this whole question between, you know, interviews with her, interviews with prosecutors, attorneys, friends, family, her two children, and the reason why she killed him. I I was fixated on this thing. And as soon as I started it, I was like, this is fucking crazy and very, very interesting. And my thought through the whole case, I'm just like, really? You sent this woman to jail for like, what, 30 years or something? It you seemed 25. like a, 25 years. It seemed like a terrible miscarriage of justice. But I, I think it makes sense, though. I mean, so the whole battered woman syndrome, you know, you get a lot of resistance to that, which I think is probably healthy. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, well, woman killed a, her husband. You know, she, he said she said that he was beating her. So we just have to believe her. You know, like you have you have to be skeptical. Anything that ends in a murder, like you have to be looking at it and thinking critically but in this case, it seems so fucking clear, you know, with her kids who were there that night and said he was choking her. I could hear the noise, you know, like her gurgled breaths as he was choking her. I mean, it's so, so clear. But I also see how she got a raw end of the deal, man. When you when you don't fit the kind of like stereotype or category that people think that you're going to be that really comes back on you. And it came back on her in a really hard, hard way. I don't know this whole, the whole thing, heartbreaking, but fascinating. And and also the whole bodybuilding world is also very interesting. That craziness and her wrestling uh, sessions with men of course, you're like, what's what's that all about? <laughs> and so I I don't know. I I really really enjoyed it. No, I saw it as well, and I I got the same feeling. Like the whole, it's three episodes. So the first two episodes, you totally like, oh man, she was abused all her life. All these different partners all would, would beat on her and whatever. Parents, and then, right? Exactly, because her stepdad would abuse her as well, and didn't even want her to be there because he had two kids of his own with her mom. And the third episode, all of a sudden, it started trying to turn the table. It's like, well, what exactly happened? Were you... And here's the thing. I was kind of like... At first, I was like, yeah, she was just trying to defend herself. But then the episode three came around. I started siding. I'm like, what is what really happened? What's really going on? Right? The uh, district attorney at the time... The, the number one thing I took away from him, I was like, really? 
you didn't have a mullet in the 90s when you're like this star prosecutor, but then now in now. 2022, <laughs> you have a fucking mullet. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, that guy really pissed me off. Yeah. So district attorney at the time, Dan Goldstein, this guy, he he prayed around like he was a celebrity. I mean, this mm. guy was out to get her and he got all of Ray's friends to testify against Sally. And I'm sure the questioning was, well, what did you see? Or how did you, da, 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 right? And every question was, well, how did Sally react? So I'm sure every question was to make her look bad because he's the oh, prosecuting yeah. attorney. So absolutely, right? But the more he talked, the more I kept thinking, you're just a douchebag. Just look at you. I mean, you're yeah. doing your job. You're district attorney. I get it. But this is the mid-90s. So women who were battered, I don't believe anyone believed them. Yeah, right. It, I because, agree. Like, even the woman from Hard Copy, she said the reason they picked up the story is so they can write stupid headlines or say stupid headlines like Sally McNeil, Valentine's Night. Was she pumping iron or was she pumping bullets into her husband? I'm like they, they did this just for the tabloid thing of it. The thing that made them push it over so it made it look like it was murder and not self-defense is that apparently she re reloaded the shotgun and the empty casing was found in the bedroom after she shot him the first time in the living room. Clearly, she went back into the bedroom to grab another shell, pump into him. But what I was thinking was, because even the daughter was imitating the sound of the choking sound that her mom was making, only because she has heard it hundreds of times prior mm -hmm. when her dad was doing this to her. I meant to Sally, not to the daughter. So my thought was, she was so enraged and so done with it. I'm just done. That she had to just, I, I mean, I could totally see that happening. That you're going to shoot him once and you're not In done with him. Because but the might, second time, because right. you know he's not fucking dead. Right. You know? So the and fear is the, that you didn't the do the job on, the first time. So you got to go back. five steroids at the same, like when they did his autopsy, he was on five different kinds of steroids. Right. And roid rage like, is real. It's not. Oh, a hundred percent. It's yeah. real. So, yeah, yeah. So I can see why she went back to probably out of fear that she didn't finish him off and he's going to come back and do it. So, yeah. So she totally got the raw end of the deal. 25 years. She lost 25 years of her life. Uh, battered woman, battered wife. Um, and her kids, man, her kids went through the same shit. I know. It was same so shit. sad. Yeah. So I that video, that video of her, they just, they played like the interview room camera of when oh. she got to see her kids the night yes. of. Yes. Oh my God, I bawled. That even the, the even the son was thing. like the the policeman said you were defending yourself. You know he was and even the he thought oh you're gonna come home soon. And, oh yeah, that was a horrible scene. I was just trying to picture myself in that situation, not seeing my kids again. Yeah, I, just, I know, right. I don't think I'll ever be in that situation. I hope I'll never be in that situation. But Well, man, I don't it's... think you'll ever be a battered woman, Carlos. No, this is true. This is true. <laughs> unless unless my wife starts beating me, then I'll... Battered man syndrome. Battered man syndrome. Yeah, but if you get a chance to watch it, good series. I'd give it a four to five for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Even, I mean, for me, maybe even a four and a half out of five. It was, it was riveting. And... I just kept thinking if I were on 
that jury, there was no way I would have sent this woman to jail. I would have been the one on the fucking jury that I'm like, no, we're going to sit here for the next week until y'all decide we are deadlocked because I am not sending this woman to jail. Maybe, maybe I could have been convinced to manslaughter. Maybe. But second degree murder? No, no, not in a million years. And I would I would have set everything in my life against it. But it was just it was so sad. And and she got this public defender, which I'm sure he was doing the best that he could. But I mean, he's a fucking public defender. But every money, every, every dime she ever made was pushed towards getting her husband famous. And getting her husband right. into, yep. you know, Mr. Olympia or whatever. So she doesn't have the money to put up for a good defense attorney. And that a good defense attorney could have turned this whole case around. And then that fucking friend of Ray's, the husband, the one that was like, first of all, he said, he's a gentle giant, you know? But I mean, you had to watch yourself because I mean, he could really fly off the handle. I'm like, sorry. Right. Oh, this is the guy DJ, right? This is the guy DJ. who left that oh, yeah. night and was supposed to come back, but he went to go get food. Yes. Yeah. So that... if he was there, I can almost guarantee this doesn't happen. A hundred percent. If it doesn't down. happen this night, maybe it would happen another night, but wouldn't have this night. He right. Ray told him, "I want you there." She told him, I want you there. They both knew they were going into a situation that was going to end badly. They wanted, both of them wanted a third party to be present to keep the both of them in check. And this fucking bodybuilder, that's bodybuilders, a fucking idiot. I'm sorry, I gotta go get some chicken. I need some chicken breast. I'll be back. <laughs> he goes back, there's fucking helicopters and cops everywhere. And, and he his, was like... Um... His steroid dealer. Oh, yeah. Man, that guy had humongous hands. Did you see that? No, I didn't know. Like, man, this guy could palm a watermelon. This guy has <laughs> huge hands. Yeah, that's what threw me off every time he spoke. He had his huge hands. But yeah, if, but, good, good, good uh, document, docuseries for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. I felt very bad for her. I'm happy that she's out. She's trying to live a life. As best she can. God bless you, Sally. So what I'm watching is, if you're an anime fan, Netflix series called The Blue-Eyed Samurai. Man, what a great drama. This is a great show. If you're a fan of Samurai Shampoo or of Ninja Scroll, you're going to love The Blue-Eyed Samurai. It's an eight-episode series. Man, it's so, so good. I don't know if any of you guys watch anime, but... Nope. uh, Man. It's a great, great show. And the animation is outstanding. Outstanding animation. So check it out. Blue-Eyed Samurai, Netflix. Check out Killer Sally. And Johnny, what did you say you were watching? Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu. Stick around. We'll be right back after this. Do you like money? Have you thought about investing in cryptocurrency? Do you see a future where your 401k is worth more than you imagine? And tune into the podcast. Fat Rich Picks. That's right. Do you want to be a fat rich pig? Or just a fat guy that buys pigs and flips them on the market and gets all the bacon, if you know what I mean. Fat Rich Picks. That's stuff for you. Listen, it's a good show. I have satisfied customers all over the place. From Fat Guy Loves Cake 
to the Nerds Talking Podcast, fellas. They're all filthy rich because of me, because of my podcast. That rich pig is one of our customers telling you how they got rich because of the show. I heard this guy on Nerds Talking the Podcast and I thought, hey, why not give it a shot? And now look at me. I got a lot of Dogecoin. I got so much, I don't know what to do with it. So hey, Nerds Talking the Podcast. And there you go. A satisfied customer for my podcast and Nerds Talking the Podcast every Friday. Now back to the show. Fat Rich Beats. Welcome back to Nerds Talking the Podcast. I'm here still with Johnny and Laura and I'm Carlos. All right, so the SAG after strike may have come to an end. There's a tentative agreement between higher pay with higher pay and the AI rules that the actors may have won on. But we'll see. It's not 100% over, but it's almost there. And in the meantime, Hollywood is doing what Hollywood does best. They're recycling stuff. This time, The Fall Guy. The Fall Guy is a 1980s TV show. is now becoming a movie. That trailer was released this week. Did anybody get a chance to watch the trailer? I, I did. did. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, I mean, I gonna... Honestly, I don't remember the original Fall Guy too much as far as characters. I mean, I remember the opening... But I mean, he was just a stuntman. Did he solve crimes? Or so in the TV show, Colt Seavers, played by Lee Majors, was a stuntman who moonlighted as a bounty hunter. Okay. He had the help of his, what was his cousin or his, who was it, or his nephew? Anyway, a family member who was uh, also a stuntman would help him out along with someone else. Another, well, actually, he wasn't a stuntman. The other stuntman was Jody Banks, a female stunt woman. They were bounty hunters, and he did all his stuff in his big brown, I remember his big brown GMC truck. It's huge, big tires, whatever. So that was his gig. But in the in the, the movie, Colt Seavers is an out-of-work stuntman who gets invited by his ex-girlfriend, who's making her big directorial de- debut for Hollywood, so she asks asks him to be a stuntman in her movie, and the leading man goes missing. For some reason, now he's hired or he's given the job to go find the leading man, played by um, what Aaron Taylor Thomas. So, or is it Aaron Taylor Johnson? Sorry, that stupid kid from Home Improvement. Aaron <laughs> Taylor <JTG>. Johnson. <laughs> so, I mean, it has the same title and it's got the same. Um, Leading character name, Colt Seavers, and the brown pickup truck. But that's the only thing that's, I think, just, but he's an out of work stuntman. He's not a bounty hunter. And throughout the trailer, he kept throwing a thumbs up. I don't remember that in the TV show. Thumbs up was not a thing. But I watched this show every week, so I would have remembered that. And I'm really hoping they get Ryan Gosling to see, to sing the theme song from Fall Guy. That'd be great. What's the theme song? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the moon. Uh, we're gonna do 30 seconds for our uh, <laughs> Spotify tags us. 
I I never watched the show, but I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks fun. It looks stupid, but like in a fun way. <laughs> I don't, it does I look don't good. Know. I'm looking forward to it. The funny thing is this was actually finished before Barbie. For some reason, it was shelled for a while. Hmm. But yeah, it looks fun. It looks good. I'm definitely uh, in line for this one when it comes out. I believe it comes out in March 2024. Yeah, oh. I'll see it. On to our weekly movie review. A Haunting in Venice. The third chapter of Detective Hercule Poirot. This takes place in Venice, Italy. Laura, why don't you start us off? What did you think? I I enjoyed it. I did watch it after Halloween, so I'm like, I feel like I was a little bit over the spooky vibes. You know, if I if would have watched it the day before, I maybe would have been a little bit more in the groove. Um, I It was well done, but generally, I feel honestly feel like it's probably the weakest of all three and i'm not really sure why i think that i'm trying to pinpoint it and i don't know why i i I liked it i thought it was interesting i i mean i'm always guessing i'm always like i have no idea who the fucking murderer is and then once they were they talk about it i'm like oh okay i guess that makes sense you know (laughs) you try to like hindsight is 2020 you try to like retro con your old your own memories like yeah Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it, I don't know, something about it just didn't ring for me. And maybe it was the superstitious element to it, as opposed to all the other ones who are very cool and factual. And here are the things that I have sussed out that you didn't notice. And this one was a little bit more hocus pocusy. But again, I might have been more into that if I would have watched it two days earlier before Halloween. So, what rating would you give this? say three out of five um i would have given the others three and a half or four out of five and a big uh reason for that rating i mean i just the shots of venice are just stunning venice is amazing it's beautiful it's awesome to look at every everything about it i love um and then tina fey was fun I, I thought she played her part perfectly and it was an interesting addition, kind of a little bit of levity to the whole situation. So yeah, three out of five. Johnny, what'd you think? Uh, I'm going to agree with Laura on the location. Venice uh, looked amazing. It looked a lot better than when I was there. So the Venice in the movie was beautiful. That's the Venice I was hoping to see. Um, the storyline, just mixing the supernatural with uh, the crime fighting thing or crime mystery crime solving thing. It wasn't my favorite take on the whole thing because like there were times where he like proved all the all these certain people were fake. And then at the same time, a ghost appears and it's like, OK, I, I guess I mean, like and the the. uh explanation was uh honey it was just some I, some wild drug infused honey i and... guess that he was doped pretty early i'm like he's drugged there's no way that this is like a legitimate part of the plot yeah, so, yeah. i didn't so some of the characters right like the doctor and his son the doctor had severe ptsd right it was super sad yeah. um and he I, I 
because when the the movie started i thought uh the lady and him were a couple and he was just i fighting. did too yeah but then it just turns out he was a doctor friend in love with her like, oh, mm-hmm. okay well that makes it more confusing but okay i mean it, it fit into the storyline i guess uh you're right it's probably my least favorite of the three it wasn't bad uh compared to maybe some other uh, mystery ones that i've seen but it definitely wasn't my favorite uh just throwing the supernatural stuff in there just it threw me off a little bit just the whole overall storyline so the kid was a blackmailer right yep and uh he I'm I'm thinking he got like hundreds of thousands of dollars. What did he spend it on? Like nothing. Just... He didn't spend it on anything. He paid the bills, bills and just dad. and took well, yeah, the rest and put it in like, the mattress. Right. So the bills for his dad, like I guess his dad didn't realize that bills needed to be paid. He just kind of, you know, like so so things didn't add up. Right. Uh, kid was super creepy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, overall, I'd probably give it a three. My, not my most favorite one, but as far as uh, scenery and just visually, it was it was my favorite setting, I guess. Other than that, I'd probably give it a three. Okay, this is where you're both wrong. <laughs> this is um, the best movie of the series. Okay. Because, because of his actions and disproving the supernatural. I'm glad they brought back the quad stash. It wasn't as good as part two, <laughs> but it was there. Good looking stash. I was jealous the whole time. I wish I could grow a quad stash. Like the whole supernatural thing, he debunked everything. I don't know if the first 30 minutes I was, I had it on in the background when I was kind of watching it, but then I caught the first 30 minutes and I was like, this is intriguing. Let me sit down and watch this. It did better than the other two. And, um, but the thing is, when they explained that the girl came home, for the mom to take care of her and then perot said she started getting sick after she came home and she said yes and then that's what i was like the mom i knew right away it was the mom because i got the because the only thing that flashed into my head was the sixth sense now the stepmom was poisoning the daughter the little girl and she died so i was thinking this is the mom and lo and behold i was right i should be a detective because uh, you've seen the sixth sense yeah <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, but it, yeah, it do you really- know how many criminals would r- walk free after they commit crimes if you were a real detective? Uh, none, zero. The jails would be overcrowded, overcrowded because of all the people you put away. We yeah, we start. Well, sending- they're, they're already overcrowded. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start sending them to Australia again. But no, the plot was great. The story was great. The only thing that threw me off was the kid at the end. The kid was a blackmailer. So you you did you see it pre Halloween when you were still in that like spooky mindset? No, I saw it. I saw it today. Today, okay. I saw it this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say there goes my theory. I was like, oh, I feel like I would have been more in the mood a week ago. No, a week ago I was too busy watching eighties slasher films. Yeah, you you watched <laughs> yeah. a lot. You did. You, you watched really more movies. more watched. that past week than like in your all of the eighties and nineties combined. I watch a shit ton of movies. And whenever people start talking about drugs and I start talking about how you can use drugs and how you, drugs are used and like I'll make a joke about like rubbing chocolate on my teeth like a cokehead, you know, because I just want to get all the chocolate. Well, how do you know all that? I watch a lot of movies, man. Drug references are in a lot of movies. 
truth. It was, it was a long yeah. story just to admit that you waste a lot of time on movies. I don't waste time. Movies you learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Past time. Yeah. All right, yeah. Laura, defend him if you want to, but he's going to some, say some dumb shit and then you're going to have to defend him again. No, I'm defending him on this point because I consume a lot of content, whether that's movie. I, I don't watch as many movies. I watch more TV shows now. Um, you can learn a lot from television. People are like, oh, it's the boob tube. No. I mean, I, I learned so much about medical field and the human body from watching House. And <laughs> I that's, mean, I've, that's different, no. Bookie. How is it different? That's. What, then watching that, a movie? I learned that my son and I can go down to Mexico take on the cartel. Just gotta learn karate. Cobra oh, Kai. Cobra Kai. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think that fucking week that Carlos watched Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Freddy. He didn't learn shit. He, he he learned about how to write the paper boy. That's right. I wrote the paper boy. Oh. Yes, right. I'll Cult give you ten dollars. Ten dollars not to make it. Cult classic. <laughs> uh, anything else? You guys got anything else? Anything new going on? Anything coming up? No. Oh, it's too bad. Too bad. Laura, I'm anything? Think if there's, I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying Fraser. Um, oh, four yeah. episodes in, still enjoying it. Uh, two more will be coming shortly to the streaming service of my choice. Wink, wink. Uh, soon, and uh, yeah, I really like it. It's it's kind of like the little excitement. My husband's like, I got Are you more pirating episodes. these episodes. No, yes, you have Paramount Plus. Oh, you don't have no, no, no. Speaking of pirating, it looks like Oppenheimer is available. Uh, Equalizer three, we should watch that. I haven't seen out. it yet. Saw it. Okay, we haven't reviewed it. Oh, settle down. Then watch it. I'm interested we'll in watching it. Oppenheimer. Stop being with so my mean. Husband. Settle down, man. What's wrong with you? Oh, wrong speaking you? of mean, Tina Fey's been making Mean Girls. Comes out next Aww. year. Yeah. I don't want a remake. Tina Fey twist of Mean Girls. It was good to well, see her whatever. in that the haunting of Venice, but I don't know. I didn't like her character. Neither uh, did I. You, you're not supposed mm. to like her. No, I don't think you're supposed to like I just, her. It's not her. I just didn't like the way it was portrayed. I just didn't. She wasn't a very convinced. She's not a very convincing drama or serious actress. Comedy, yes. Look, kill me on comedy. I liked her to the point where she was like, "Well, yeah, I kind of like deceived you. I'm not going to apologize for it." I'm like, "Well, that wasn't necessary." Like what? Because before that, uh, I don't know. She was very helpful. She had her comedic role in it. I mean, I really liked Tina Fey. Um. But then that part, like, oh, you're a bitch. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't realize. Uh, I don't know. Haunting in Venice or 30 Rock. Do you ever notice the scar on Tina's face? Yes, face? on her cheek. You know, or, yeah. She got slashed. It, it's she did. Did she really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when she was and a kid she, in oh, New York. She was like six or something. And I was like, God, Damn. that's terrifying. I read her I, book I on audio. It, it makes me sad. And, um, yeah. And she said, she mentions it. She's like, yeah, I, I got slashed in the face. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't really talk about it. So that's that. Like, it happened and mm-hmm. let's move on. I was like, this is your book, your autobiography. Like, tell me something, shit. 
Yeah, who did it? Why they did it? Yeah, did they get stepdad, like, stepmom? I think she did. talk. No, it was like a stranger. Yeah, it was probably um, a stranger. Was... Random, like random like, attack, like playing yeah. at her front yard or something. And oh, I didn't who get does that. that to a fucking kid. Awful, awful. Yeah, but but the, the she I, in that book she was talking about like how they light her like when she was in Thirty Rock like they would try to shoot her more from one side of the face yeah. and kind of keep that side in shadow to kind of is that motherfucker still out there? Or am I like not safe when I go to New York? Jesus, <laughs> it's not safe to go to New York. No, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick fucking Moranis sucker was... punched. Yeah, sucker punch. It's a random random act of violence. One hundred percent. If I'm going back to New York, I'm carrying my gun. One hundred percent. In my hand the whole time, so people know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Be like the least... Seal this motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, if nothing else, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of our show for Laura. Goodbye. For Johnny. See ya. And I'm Carlos. Bye bye. We'll see you next week on Nerd Stock in the Podcast.